0: Alright boys and girls, we are back with another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. My name's Cena, and I love following the journeys of other young entrepreneurs. And in this episode, I chat with Arthur, one of the founders of the edgy clothing brand Young Goat. We've got another fashion brand on the podcast because so many of you really wanted to have fashion on the, on the podcast after I put something on my Instagram, follow that if you don't already, but I put something on my Instagram about what sort of entrepreneurs you want on the podcast and so many of you put fashion and so... Here's an episode with Arthur talking about how he started Young Goat and we cover some amazing topics such as how and why he and his friends started the clothing brand and how it became so iconic in the city of Bristol to now gathering orders from across the world as far as South Korea. Shout out to any South Korean fans that are listening right now. I don't think I've got any South Korean fans. But we move on. Arthur also dropped some amazing advice to other young founders looking to start their own fashion brand and how to grow. We also cover the message of what the Young Goat represents and how they are focusing on building confidence for young people as well as mental health challenges. So it's a real, real amazing episode with Arthur talking about his clothing brand. And I really wish him the best of luck. Stay to the very end because there's so many cool tips. And we talk about in the very end about how, you know, some brands are moving into the mental health space for marketing purposes and it might not be genuine. And it's a, it's a real cool discussion we have at the very end. So be sure to stay until the very end. So that brings me to this week's shout out. So, in case you don't know, every week I'm doing a shout out to to someone who has left a written review on Apple Podcasts or just showed love to the podcast in other ways. But leaving a review on Apple Podcasts is the easiest way. So, this review comes from Sam who says, Epic interviews. I love the area Sina goes into. Amazing guest, but often one or two steps ahead so you can really learn practical steps. He did a brilliant job interviewing me, Sam Harris, (laughs) but I enjoyed a lot of his other episodes too. Ilham was a great episode as well. Thank you so much, Sam. And if you haven't checked out Sam's episode, that was a real hilarious one. It was one of my favorite episodes to, to do. It was one of my funniest for sure. That was a couple episodes ago now, so be sure to listen to that one as well. And thank you, Sam, for leaving that review. If you want to feature in the next episode in the form of a shout out like Sam, then be sure to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts as well. So without further ado, let's get on with the episode. Arthur, how you doing? I'm
1: very well Sam. How are you?
0: yeah really good mate this is a very early recording for me usually i record podcasts pretty late at night interesting um like around around work because i, I find this is like the most chill thing to do so i kind of say this to the end of the evening but you know what it's good it's a good way to start the morning actually yeah
1: well thank you i'm, I'm definitely a
0: morning man my brain is is terrible after about 3 p.m so thank you for doing this at this time well yeah thank thank you for coming on in the first place we actually spent quite a lot of time we didn't know each other but we were spent a lot of time at university together in parallels we knew obviously the same sort of people mm. I'm sort of I didn't know this was going on in the background of university and it's kind of bad for me because I kind of know a lot about this this sort of like entrepreneurial things going on in the community but you're creating like a clothing brand pretty much under my nose I had no idea and I saw a lot of people wearing it and I didn't really know what was going on I just thought it was a It was really weird. I saw a lot of people wearing it and I didn't know where it was coming from.
1: Well, yeah, it's for me, I graduated in 2019. And that's just about summer of 2019 was where we started and where the first iterations of our designs were coming out. But then some of our company members, they had a fourth year to go to. And so we managed to keep our roots in Bristol for a further year and and build from there. We uh, we modeled Infuse as well, which was really helpful early on and just could build quite a good early base. And we also raised money for mental health charities in Bristol. So it's good to have that connection, which we want to try and keep as much as possible. I was actually back last week, just before lockdown, uh, to do a photo shoot there. And hopefully we can do a few more over 2021
0: yeah definitely definitely yeah it's it's a really cool like we've got just just to give you a bit background about the podcast I put like a poll out like a week ago maybe two weeks ago saying what sort of entrepreneurs do you want on because we've had a lot of people from tech obviously we've had a lot of people from recently quite a lot of people from food food uh, food entrepreneurs which is really cool Um, I get sent a lot of cool stuff (laughs) which is always nice uh, for the food ones uh, perks perks of the job one of the things that people said was fashion they wanted more fashion okay so as soon as they said fashion I don't know why something clicked to my mind where because I think one of my mates told me about you guys I was like you know what I have to get these guys on because they're doing some really cool things so that's when I messaged you and um, yeah you came on because there are, we didn't have that many fashion entrepreneurs on the podcast before
1: well yeah it's our background in fashion might not
0: be as
1: clear as some of the others you've had on the podcast you know we're very much just six boys who met at uni played football together and when we started up we just thought of this concept this design this logo that we thought looked really nice and so once that had been developed we kind of just ran with it and so i will do my best to, to come across as a fashion
0: expert but uh Forgive me if (laughs) I'm not that well-versed. No, but it's cool because you created a brand around something that you, like, essentially it was something that you had fun with. Like, it was calling people. Actually, why don't I let you tell the story? What was the story behind it?
1: When I started out at Bristol, I was pretty shy, nervous, 18-year-old. And uh, I was lucky enough to join the Bristol Football Club. And my early training sessions, I was, you know, quite quiet and uh, made low impact. But everyone was really kind and welcoming. And one of the reasons, one of the ways they did it was just by calling me the GOAT for, for anything, and how I played in the game or I'd done well in an essay. And for those who might not be familiar, GOAT is an acronym for Greatest of all Time. Um, and yeah, just, I grew in confidence as, as I continued to be called it. And it had such a positive effect on me in how included I felt and how welcomed I felt into the club. And as I grew in the club, I was so happy to reciprocate that to the younger years. And I could see firsthand the positive effects it was having on them and how much more they got involved. And it kind of fostered this community spirit of, of positivity and, and self-confidence that was just really nice to see. And the brand kind of just threw that it became our idea that we didn't think that the acronym should be solely reserved for sporting superstars or celebrities. You know, it wouldn't just be for Serena Williams, Lionel Messi, Adele, who's my, oh wow, she's amazing. But she's I was your also, GOAT. Oh, she certainly <laughs> is. But uh, we thought that anyone could be the GOAT in their own right. And, you know, it was just kind of about inspiring self-belief and self-confidence and to go out and be your greatest.
0: So the brand was actually built around something that I mean I thought it was more like a <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Um but it was for me it was like oh this is this is a joke, like it's a joke brand, like it's, it's a humorous brand. And that like there's nothing wrong with doing that, but in actual fact your your motivations behind it was way more genuine and way more sort of sincere because it was around sort of building self-confidence and building confidence among people that were shy and everything like that's such a solid message i I, thank you sorry but i I completely misunderstood the image no that's absolutely fine i think early on there were certainly people who had the
1: same perception of us you know we we were i think we're a bit of a, a silly bunch um and so i guess including for myself it did seem just like a pub idea for a long time and just us joking around and saying i'm the goat he's the goat but uh really the backstory behind it is as something that's happened to me it's genuinely true and it's why i believe in the brand so much because i've seen with my own eyes uh my confidence grow and i've seen younger years confidence grow and our performances on the pitch actually uh during the time we were part of the most successful period of ubfc history uh and i i do genuinely believe that this kind of whole atmosphere we created by just simply calling each other the goat was played its part in that
0: so where the idea came from so obviously it was an idea but then why why apparel why did you decide to go down that route because there's loads those other ways that you could express that message why clothing
1: i personally had always liked quite simple and elegant designs i suppose minimalist would be a good word to describe if you put a well-placed nike tick on anything could look really nice to me i just think it's if you just have something captured that you you know just that sweetly uh, as Nike have. And I think our logo, I call it our Nike tick. And I wanted to make clothes. And I think we all wanted to make clothes just because we believed we would wear them and look good wearing them. And it's, yeah, well, the reactions we got just from the first few Vistaprint designs we wore around uni were were really good. And that's when it kind of just, it snowballed a bit into that we could actually turn this into something and make a whole range of clothes. You know, we could do T-shirts, we could do hoodies, we could come up with new logos for new T-shirts and and fleeces. And right now it's still rolling quite quickly in in that we are always looking to branch out for new products and new items. And we think that clothing was just quite a good medium for us to portray
0: the brand. Yeah, for sure. It seems like the growth as well has been pretty fast. Like you went from just making so obviously the idea was there you just made VistaPrint designs around this this goat logo which i've seen it so many times i had no idea where it was <laughs> come, coming from <laughs> it's quite funny but then like i guess people from you know around the university community they really loved it they thought it was amazing mm. and then that kind of them asking you for oh can we have some and then that, it just kind of snowballed from there right exactly right and
1: weirdly we
0: had been selling from december
1: 2019 but it was only through Instagram DMs. So really that whole period, which included the first UK lockdown was, was almost a trial period. And we launched our website in September. And now I feel like that is actually our launch period. And since we launched, we have sold to over 20, well, not over, we sold to 27 countries, which is extraordinary. And it's my favorite thing uh, about brand our international reach so early on is just it's staggering and it makes me really proud
0: quick question where where where's the kind of the country that surprised you the most where did you think how do they even know like who we are like how why are they ordering from us
1: know what there's a few there's a few i think my favorite one is still south korea uh because when i first saw that come through i just thought wow and we actually had three orders there so crazy uh our 27th yesterday was norway uh, I think our furthest afield, we have sold to Australia a few times. And yeah, we've hit five continents as well, just just Africa that we're missing. I'm not including Antarctica, but if we do sell to Antarctica,
0: <laughs> I'm losing my head. I'm telling you now. That's the next Instagram post. You've got, to go into, you've got to go to Antarctica and take a photo. That's the next photo shoot idea.
1: That would be a special piece of content, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> but it's kind of weird, like just to... I don't know because people might think oh that's really strange that you're selling in those sort of countries but I mean for me as as a podcaster as well like people listen to my podcast in countries that I didn't even know they listen to podcasts it's really strange like <laughs> I was I yeah. was third in Qatar for entrepreneurial category and I was oh, like wow. top 20 in Greece it's really like I didn't think anyone would actually listen in other countries but I think kind of from putting yourself out there and you guys you guys put yourself out there a lot. And it's interesting you said about selling on Instagram. Like we had one other fashion brand on the podcast before, and she was extremely surprised when a lot of people messaged her on Instagram asking to buy her swimwear line. Yeah. And she found that really strange that people were willing to buy stuff just directly through Amazon DMs.
1: That's the thing. We I always thought it's just quite suspect to order something over Instagram DMs with We just sort of say, please, can you transfer this money and we'll send you the hoodie. And I guess they hope for the best. We obviously did every time, but uh, that's where the website with a bit more trust came in and our reach has just, uh, you know, has has blown up. But uh, even when we were selling over DMs, I think we'd hit 10 countries. And I was very impressed with people's uh, willingness to, to, to try and test something. But I think that's the, I guess the acronym is, just as ubiquitous and quite universal. And I think we've captured something and we've built on something that really is here to stay. And hopefully for many years down the line, the the GOAT logo, the GOAT emoji stay relevant because that will help us big time.
0: Where do you kind of see the future of it? Are you working on like this full time? Like what's the situation of it right now? And like, where do you see it going going forward? Because is it always gonna be around around the GOAT? Is it always gonna be around that? Or are, you, are you planning on diversifying into other sort of acronyms? I can't think of any on top of my head, by the way.
1: (laughs) At the moment, we're quite unique in that we are a team of six, uh, as we all went through the same experience at uni together. And it's, I think, one of the things that makes the brand so strong uh, is that we all very much believe in this message and are acting towards it. But uh, right now, we have three of six of us going full time. I will be full time next week, uh, very excitingly, and I. I just, I can't wait to, to really throw myself into it. And I think with four people full time, we are going to be throwing into advertising and marketing, and you just do have to strike when the iron's hot because there will be inevitable dips and lulls. So just keep things moving as much as possible. Uh, in terms of diversifying, I think with our logo, as I mentioned, it's, it's sort of our Nike tick, and that can appear. On all sorts of items, and and still look fresh as long as the the colorways are are, are new and vibrant, or just as a small design tweak of, of the t-shirt. But we are looking at other logos uh, just because we do have a, a spell out one, and I think our what we'd like because our main logo only says YG, that doesn't actually say Young Goat, which is the name of our brand. So we want to create a logo which we believe matches the quality of our principal logo while actually saying the name of our brand just so because if you saw you're walking down the street and you saw someone in a ygt you might try and search that and never be able to find it so our plan is to to double up on the logos just so we have something as strong as our first i think
0: it was really interesting talking to Arthur about how he started Young Goats and you know what it stands for and the message behind it. But I really wanted to delve deeper and ask him, you know, because so many people asked on my Instagram, you know, for fashion brands. I, I mean I'm guessing because a lot of people out there want to start their own fashion brands. So I really want to delve deeper to understand what advice Arthur has around sort of how people, how young people can start their own fashion brands the same way that he did. I think what I would say
1: is that we as a group, you know everything we do we pretty much start at zero. We went into this with no experience and you pick up so much on the job you have to be ready to make mistakes and I think a few of our manufacturing decisions have have been yeah they've they've been difficult and we've we've struggled to get stock out and I think we were slightly, well, very hampered by coronavirus. We kind of went into this period where we weren't prepped enough, enough content-wise, and uh, so we had three months where we couldn't do any photo shoots. We couldn't get any stock to people, and it was a a bit of a slog to keep keep things going, keep the ball rolling. I would give the advice to to people to to go for it, and when I look back to the practices we were we had uh, early on. We kind of put in the group chat, oh, what are we posting today? We didn't really have any long-term plan or long-term vision. And bit by bit, we have kind of strategized and formulated things so that we are booked months in advance. We've still got a long, long way to go. We want to really be prepped six months ahead. And by July, you're already looking at uh, getting content for Christmas just so it's all in the bank. I do think that you're, you're absolutely right in that fashion is something that people, it is a very much a venture that people can get into because I think it's very easy to come up with a, a t-shirt concept, put it on one and then sell. But I would advise you to do what we did and just test the waters a bit, create a, a prototype, show your friends,
0: get honest feedback before flying into getting a, a bulk order, I would say. Okay, that's really interesting. And the same sort of message, like I would say for any other sort of startup, is to to start you know really cheap, test it out amongst you know your ideal customers. Maybe not your friends because they'll give you like feedback that might be too sort of diluted, I guess, just not genuine because they want to they want to make sure they make you happy. But I completely <laughs> agree with you because that's just the way forward, and then you can iterate from there. Exactly. So what was the sort of feedback you received when you first put the put the t-shirts out there? Like what was the first because I guess the first sort of designs they weren't like I don't know maybe in your opinion they were they were really good but like in most in most cases the, the first sort of iterations aren't the best. No, they definitely weren't as clean or crisp.
1: Yeah, also the the t shirt quality was was something that we we always wanted to be quite a high quality streetwear brand uh, and all our designs are currently embroidered as well which we were adamant that we wanted but we did start early on just doing prints because it was cheaper. And yeah, the feedback we had, there was one design where we sort of had a a multicolour, one bit of the goat was in in yellow and the other in black and it just didn't work. And also the sizing was a bit wrong. And so you do iterate and you do adjust and tweak. And then we eventually got one that we thought, yeah, that's the money shot
0: we'll run with that what was the sort of steps between actually like marketing it because i know a lot of people would be you know they they would love to hear this because for me it seems like you guys this is this is like your big strong suit is actually marketing your product and Mm. marketing is quite a high-end sort of like that's just the message that i get quite premium feel how how do you kind of like i guess because you you had the idea for the product but how do you kind of like create the brand around that and create the brand image that you guys want to go for yeah, that's a
1: very good question. I think we we were quite lucky to have a good, strong set of connections through our friends early on, which allowed us to, to get a good, solid base before we could actually plant our flag and then really grow. So we just had this kind of bit of a blowout where we got a few followers and we could then go from there. In terms of the actual marketing side of it, we one of our team, he works in marketing, so he's always, he's always been super helpful. But we have all ourselves just had to, to learn and try, you know, trial and error, really. Uh, I think the brand, the, we've really, really come on a long way since the launch of our website, just because it is quite hard to sell yourself only through Instagram because Instagram is such a visual medium, actually telling a story through it, through long captions, that long form caption really is best suited to Facebook. So once we had our website out and we could have our about us and our values and the charity section, which which spoke about the mental health charities we raised money for, as well as actually giving donation options on our website. then that really helped us to to push forward in actually marketing our brand
0: was it quite a conscious decision by you guys and the team to go th- to go down this avenue of this is the sort of brand image we want or was it kind of just through trial and error this is the sort of brand image that you have been given kind of through through your iterations and through your sort of experiences
1: i think it was a conscious decision what i would say is that there was a moment where early on we had to make a decision to whether we were going to be a mental health clothing brand or a brand who raised money for mental health charities, because there are some like Maison de Choux and I think about 50% of their sales, they go directly to, to charity. And although ourselves, we, we do raise money for these charities. We are not a mental health clothing brand, but we do feel that our identity is inherently linked to good and positive mental health, which goes back to the kind of message that we're trying to send out to people to to be their greatest and the best versions of themselves that they could be.
0: I think I think the brand image that you guys are going after is really excellent. Like because there's there's a lot of clothing brands that I don't know they they mention mental health stuff just mm. because I guess it's, it's the hot topic, I suppose. But yeah, none of them. I, I mean, I guess you will get some, but. What I feel is that a lot of brands are jumping on that message because it's like the hot topic and they're not, they're not actually genuine about their intentions behind it. I don't know. What do you think about that?
1: I, I would say I completely agree. Uh, it is, I guess, you know, not to be crass, but it is a good marketable thing to, to preach about mental health. But if you're caught out as not being genuine, then I do think it looks really poor. And our, our whole ideal is just for people to be feeling good about themselves. And so it's, it is very much something that is directly linked to, to what we do. And so we believe in the work that these charities do. We try and share it on our Insta as much as possible and direct people to raise money for it. We did a a charity auction for black minds matter, where we raised 511 pounds from four limited edition blackout items which was amazing, 511 of of four items. And uh, we also are currently all doing Movember uh, as a group and and raising money there. I think we're on about 600 pounds. Lockdown has come at a good time for that just because my mustache is not looking too brilliant right now. No one gets to see uh, see the tash. (laughs) I know, I know, keeping it well hidden. But uh, I, I do think you're absolutely right that it is. It's, it can be seen as a bit of a buzzword, but I hope that as a brand we do come across as as genuine and very much believing in good, positive mental health and trying to channel our brand
0: to to improve people's. I'll tell you what, actually, Arthur, I've seen this quite a lot recently because there has been. A big sort of surgence in yeah mental health, Black Lives Matter especially recently, but I've seen a lot of brands. So you have to you have to strike that balance I think between actually genuinely caring and not coming across as oh this is a really good marketing tool for us because I've seen a lot of brands. So one that I'm thinking of right now is Pure Gym. Like, do you remember the whole thing of the whole uh, they created like a workout around like. The message of slavery, and it was absolutely horrendous what they was what they were saying. Do you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? Shocking. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, like that's awful. That was so bad. And so many people, I think, boycotted Pure Gym or whatever. I don't really know what happened after that, but yeah, I, I don't know where I'm going with this really. But you, I think you just have to kind of strike a balance between genuinely caring and not just using it as a marketing tool. No, I think you're
1: absolutely right.
0: Yeah, and I think I think you guys strike that balance really well with because the whole brand is around you know generating confidence for people and and all of that stuff do you find that it's it's usually like with with men or women like or or do you find this kind of 50 50 split like i'm interested to see yeah what's the sort of split like so we are a unisex brand
1: um and our clothes are yeah our clothes are for everyone of all genders but we have at the moment. I was checking the insights earlier. We have got a bit of a a gap between. We have actually got more females following us. More. Uh, I think it's about seventy percent, and that's no bad thing. But we do want to maybe address that imbalance and maybe we yeah we just want we want it to be everyone really. So if we can get a fifty fifty split, that'd be perfect.
0: That's kind of strange if you think about it because it's like how many like five or six football lads and now it's like 70 percent female
1: yeah it's, all of us would definitely know more boys but uh i guess maybe through some of the connections we know who have stronger uh female fan bases then that has just proliferated and why it's now a bit of a chasm but we yeah we're looking to address it slightly at the moment
0: i mean it's not a bad thing at all it's just i mean i guess mm, no absolutely not i guess you want to because confidence is something that affects everyone. It's not just, you know, females. It, it literally is everyone. So, you know, elevating people's confidence. I think, if if anything, men, it, because people don't talk about that sort of stuff more, especially on the men mental health side, it might even be a more important message, you know, arguably. I think so. And I hope what
1: we're doing with Movember now is... Can can be a real reminder of that.
0: I've asked you before, like where you, where you see the future of Young Goat. Where's the future for you? Like, do you see do you see this as like a full time thing for you in the future? Like, is it the only thing you want to do? Do you have any other sort of business ideas that you think could branch off the top of that? You know, creating. I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave it to you.
1: I would say that right now, this is absolutely all I want to do. I love the work that I do. I love the work that we do. I think. Working with your friends, it can be difficult at times, but you do feel very blessed that you can just work with some of your best mates and create something you all really believe in. Uh, I think that next year, with four members working full time and the rate we're moving, the way things are going, it can really be something very special. And I'm very much looking forward to being a part of it. In terms of what I could go on to do, I have had a dream about maybe creating a this would be a long way in the future and we'd have to be fairly successful to reach this level. But uh I had a vision of creating a a younger community center um for underprivileged and disabled children who could could go there and just experience the joys of of sport and that that I've had throughout my life and just to hopefully find a place where they can
0: can feel happy and, and special and to know that they are the goat in their own right great message yeah i I wish you all the best with that i really think yeah i really hope that you can you can do that because yeah as you said everyone's the goat (laughs) in their own right exactly exactly just got to believe it
1: and it it will will transform your whole mindset all
0: right arthur it's been an absolute pleasure we're going to wrap it up here it's been so good having you on i wanted to have you on for, for quite a while after you know Seeing seeing what you're doing with your brand and it's really grown pretty quickly. And I really I already think once you guys are full time on it, it's gonna grow even faster. So it's definitely gonna be in a lot of a lot of people's radars in the future for sure. And this is your first podcast as well. well. Thanks so much for having me on. You'll see what yeah, happens with podcast.
1: I hope I did okay. <laughs> uh, be a bit nervous and probably rambled a little bit but i hope it was okay
0: <laughs> nah yeah people must people loved it don't worry so how can people stay in touch with you stay in touch with the young goat moving forward so yeah i think the the best thing for us uh, we'd love you to to follow
1: us on insta to to join the herd as we say our instagram is uh young goat limited or you can check out our website at uh to find
0: a little more about us there thank you so much again arthur i hope to see you soon See you later, my friend. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. And thank you so much for staying to the very end. It was a real pleasure talking with Arthur about Young Goat. And I really hope that you check out his fashion brand, his journey, all of that stuff, because it's really, really cool to see. I also want to take this time to say thank you to to all of you for listening to all the episodes. Um, After the last few episodes, it's really grown in numbers. And I really, really appreciate it. It's so nice to see You are all young goats in my eyes. So thank you so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.